All I'm going to say is, if you're going to go out drinking, be responsible, have a DD, have an Uber ready, and don't be a bitch and drink some tequila, baby. Let's go. Good afternoon and good evening, everyone. My name is Hector, and welcome back to another episode of A Grain of Salt. We're going to get into a wonderful topic today about a holiday that many, many in this country love to celebrate, get absolutely intoxicated in, and uh, wear some silly hats. And, um, if you haven't guessed it already, we're going to talk about Cinco de Mayo. As of recording, which I do record the podcast the day before it comes out. So, today is Wednesday, the 5th of May. If you are not understanding what's happening, we're going to talk about the fabricated holiday of Cinco de Mayo. But before we get into all that, guys, I just want to go ahead and and apologize for not having an episode last week, but if you did check my Instagram, and if you don't already follow it, it is at S-E-N-O-R underscore W-I-N-G. Again, it is S-E-N-O-R underscore W-I-N-G. Uh, if you didn't check my Instagram story last week, I did say I was doing some research about a topic that uh, we will get into next week because I still want to kind of like sort out exactly <laughs> how I want to uh, talk about it. It's going to be a lot more structured than these podcasts usually are. Uh, it's because I'm actually really interested in it. Um, but uh, I'll give a hint out on my Instagram story sometime next week for that. Uh, so that's why there wasn't one last week. I wasn't actually prepared. But this week, we're going to talk about Cinco de Mayo. And, um, you know... I like, I like drinking. I do. I very much enjoy alcohol. My favorite type of alcohol is, in fact, tequila. One of my top, what is it, four, five beers is, in fact, Corona and Modelo and Blue Moon and Budweiser. And I really kind of like gingling. But the important ones are the fact that I do enjoy the Hispanic drinks. Um... Doesn't mean I partic- I participate in this holiday or this fake holiday because you know it doesn't matter what you think. This is this is not. I say fake holiday, but it actually is considered a U.S. holiday, but it's just stupid, um, because it, it's not what people think it is. <laughs> uh, Cinco de Mayo is, is known around the country to be the Mexican Independence Day, and if you don't know, uh actually around that time they, they they were actually getting invaded by french foreign legion uh so they weren't exactly celebrating it uh the first single de mayo was actually celebrated back in 1863 in california uh you know they, they i guess mexico and the u.s were trying to make it a holiday 
But, uh, you know, with Mexico being invaded by France, it's kind of hard to uh, create a holiday when you get invaded, huh? Uh, so they never actually made it to a holiday, but the U.S. did. And, uh, yeah, apparently it was actually Mexican immigrants that in America that managed to get the party going, get Cinco de Mayo into a thing. So in, you know, the States, Cinco de Mayo is recognized as a holiday, but it's a... Uh, it's not really, you know, to go to Mexico and try to be single to my own, it's not, not going to work out so well for you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I decided to uh, go on the internets and take a look at the top 10 misconceptions about single to my own. And uh, can I go through it? And we're going to go through this together, guys. I'm going to educate you guys. You know, I, as, as an educator myself, I'm going to sit here and educate you all about how Cinco de Mayo is shit, or not shit, bullshit, if you will. Uh, and if you don't agree with me, feel free to let me know. Um, we just know you'd be wrong, because it's a fact. Anyway, that was actually the first one. Cinco de Mayo is not a Mexican holiday. It is a U.S. holiday created by America, and uh, it's still it's going on by America. Uh, it's not at all celebrated in Mexico, uh, the largest Cinco de Mayo festival in the world is actually held in Los Angeles. Second largest in Chicago, and then Houston, and then cities no one cares about. Uh, those are the top three. Los Angeles, Chicago, and Houston. This is really, it really is just another holiday for Americans to get drunk. Oh... So there is one city in Mexico that do that 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 do that does celebrate it, and it's Puebla, but they're not getting drunk and uh, listening to to you know Spanish music or Americanized Spanish music. No, no, no. They are in fact having a parade and reenacting historic battles from Mexico's war against France, which they were fighting in May. In that, what 1862, 1863, that's what they were doing. They were fighting. Americans were drinking and Mexicans were fighting. So they reenact those wars and their their legacy of standing up to the to the French. It is not a Mexican Independence Day. It is all about the battle in Puebla. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's literally about a battle that they fought there. It's just that's all it is. That's the only reason that that city in Mexico celebrated. It's because it's, they they won the fight. Oh, did they win the fight? It doesn't say if they win the fight. Well, uh, well, I I actually read through the, the reasons earlier. So to be fair, I know if they won the fight or not. But I guess you guys have to keep listening to find out. Uh, the holiday actually commemorates Mexico's unexpected victory in the Battle of Puebla back on May 5th. Fuck, you actually just found it right now. I should have reread when I was about to read. Anyway, uh, France was storming in on Mexico at the time and it had the city of Puebla under siege. It didn't look good for the Mexicans. They were outnumbered 2-1 to one, and they were up against what was considered the most powerful army in the world at the time. On that day, Mexico made a stand against France. Against all odds, they managed to repel the French attack and force them to retreat. It was a decisive victory. The Mexicans lost fewer than 100 men managed to take down 500 French soldiers. Essentially, the Battle of Puebla, the, the, the Siege of Puebla, the, the, what happened on that day back in May 5th, 1862, was very similar to 300. That's right. I'm talking about that, that, that famous 
story movie. I can't remember if it's historically accurate at all. I think it is. Roman battle of 300 Roman soldiers fighting off an entire army. That's what they did in Puebla. They fucking nutted up. They shut up. They got their guns or swords or I believe it was guns because let's be real. 1862, they got guns. And they fought the French. And the French did what the French do and retreated. <laughs> if you're French, I'm just I'm just, just joking. I apologize. I'm just joking with you. Uh, yeah, no, they, they retreated. And uh, that's what it was. Ha! But Mexico didn't actually win the war. That is number seven. Mexico didn't actually win no fucking war. After the Battle of Puebla, Mexico was bolstered by a new sense of confidence, inspiration, and belief in their ability to, back, to beat back the French army. And with that new assurance in their own strength, they got conquered by France, lost the war, and briefly became a French colony. Imagine. E-fucking-imagine. You're sitting there. You just won this very, very important battle. You're feeling high. You're like, fuck the French. We just beat the shit out of them. We can... We can do this. And like, you know, you have a you have a captain who's sitting there trying to rouse like the, the, the crowd. They said, Look what you did here today. Look at the battle you just fought. We as Mexicans can take this country back. We as Mexicans can defeat the enemy and push them back to Europe across the Atlantic Sea. I I'm bad sorry, I'm bad at geography. Push them back the Atlantic Sea. Back. With their croissants and send them home are you with me brothers and sisters are you with me and they go charging in and they fucking lose they fucking lose they already had one victory and that was the battle of pueblo of puebla excuse me that was it the french said ah fuck this they yeeted out of puebla said hey yo fam we could use some help, and then the rest of our French army came and beat the shit out of Mexico. <laughs> so, so that happened in in, in uh, eighteen sixty two, right? So a year later is actually when uh, Cinco de Mayo was created. The first celebration of Cinco de Mayo was, uh, and so in Los Angeles they started celebrating that. So, when the Mexicans tried to recreate that victory, they completely fucked it up. The French beat them again, and by May 17th, captured the fort in Puebla and destroyed it. You know, I'm not going to lie, this is a really depressing story. Singing tomorrow fucking sucks. Imagine every year, like, let's say let's say you're, like, through and through Mexican, right? Your family's from Puebla. It's, it's, like, in your, it's, like, it's in your blood. That's what you consider the motherland, you know? And you get reminded every fucking year on May 5th that your ancestors in Puebla that probably were in that war got the shit rocked by the French. Uh, so, <laughs> even worse, the heroes of Puebla weren't good people. As bad as the French invaders were, it's still hard to cheer for the men who fought them off. There are two men inserted as the heroes of Battle Puebla, General Ignacio Zaragoza and Porfirio Diaz. Zaragoza died of typhoid fever shortly after, but Diaz lived long enough to make a legacy of his own. And the things he did after the war make 
a, a little hard to make him a hero. At the time, Mexicans saw Diaz as a national hero. He was so well-loved after that battle that he ended up running for president. He wasn't exactly well-loved enough to win it, though, at least not without cheating. In 1876, Diaz won a presidential election, but the historians generally agree it was rigged, and he liked being in power so much they declared not to leave. Diaz became the de facto dictator of Mexico, denying the people fair elections and refused to leave power for 35 years. In Mexico, that was the legacy of Cinco de Mayo. It didn't stop France from taking over, but it did make sure that another dictator took over almost as soon as the French were gone. Yo, single the mile fucking sucks. Like, I'm not like, like I'm not gonna sit here and tell people how to live, right? If you're gonna fucking celebrate single the mile, at least be aware of what you're celebrating. You know, at least be aware. That's all we ask. If you want to go out and drink, bro, you can do that on a Monday afternoon. I don't give a fuck. But the reason for single the mile is depressing. One of the heroes of this battle became a dictator for 35 fucking years after the French left. Imagine thinking, ah, finally, we as Mexicans can, can, can be proud and like, you know, we can not be under the rule of Mexico. Let's, this guy is a national hero, you know, I don't want to vote for him. Ah, fuck, he won. Well, I guess, I guess there's that. Ah, shit. We're fucked. Because he then becomes a dictator for the next 35 years. Imagine. Imagine. Uh, yeah. So, just in case you aren't aware. It isn't a celebration of Mexican culture. Even though Cinco de Mayo celebrates a Mexican victory, it really isn't a celebration of Mexico. There's a reason it became so big, much bigger in the U.S. than it did in Mexico. The holiday is about how the war affected the U.S. How did the war affect the U.S.? Shall we... Dive in a little deeper and find out. In a way, the whole war is about the U.S. Napoleon. What about the U.S. Uh, la, 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 la. In a way, the whole war was about the U.S. Napoleon the Third invaded Mexico to capitalize on the U.S. Civil War by invading Mexico. He was siding with the Confederate Army against the Union. In part, he was trying to distract Abraham Lincoln so that the Confederates could win the war and Napoleon could make them his allies. Mexico ended up getting America's help to get rid of their new French dictator too. After the Civil War, the Union secretly sent weapons to the Mexican army. Those are the weapons Mexico used to win back its freedom. The Mexican-Americans who first celebrated Cinco de Mayo were aware of this. It's the whole reason that they keep the holiday going. In part, they were celebrating Mexico's victory. In part, they were celebrating the alliance between the U.S. and Mexico. But above all, they were just happy that they weren't going to have to live in the Confederate States of America. That is why we celebrate Cinco de Mayo, people. That is the reason we go out with Coronas and margaritas and tons of tequila shots and, and roast pigs and, and have tacos and burritos y cualquiera. That is the reason right there. Because the U.S. helped Mexico defeat France. That is why. So yeah, maybe it's not as depressing now. Now that we know it's like, oh, it's a celebration of the of the ties between Mexico and Americans. That's how we should from now on celebrate it. Tell your friends. Tell tell all your buddies that are out there today or I guess yesterday, if you listen to it, to, you know. Tell all your friends. Educate them. Fun fact. Americans don't celebrate 
Cinco de Mayo for any reason other than alcohol. Mexican Americans tried to make Cinco de Mayo a celebration of culture. A lot of people did actually. In the 1930s, Franklin Roosevelt tried to make Cinco de Mayo a major U.S. holiday to improve Mexi Americans' relationship with Latinos. And after that, Mexican Americans activists tried to transform it into a celebration of their culture, but none of these ideas really took off. Cinco de Mayo didn't become a big until a booze got involved. In fact, the holiday was virtually unknown in the United States until 1989 when San Antonio-based importers of Corona beer realized that it was a great way to make money. God, fucking corporations. Fucking Corona, bro. First you had 2020 from, you know, you know what? Scratch that joke. Just scratch that joke. You know, we're not even going to get into that. Corona. Your shit. You made what could have been such a beautiful holiday, such a beautiful celebration of culture, of Hispanic and Americans coming together. But no, you made it about selling beer. Let me get a six-pack. Ah, disgusting. Disgusting. Capitalism, bro. Uh, they started playing ads that told Mexican-Americans to celebrate Cinco de Mayo with a bottle of their beer. Their ad was huge. It didn't just land with Mexican-Americans. Other Americans started celebrating the holiday after the ad campaign started purely because it gave them another day in the year where they could get hammered out of their minds without being judged. Fun fact, they probably still do get judged. Probably. Who's to say? Who's to really say? I know I don't judge them. I don't care. Just don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. So here's where we're getting to like. You know, those are like, uh, like not obvious mis misconceptions, but I think more people than not knew that. But here's some fun facts for you. Number three, you're not supposed to drink alcohol on single the mile. Yeah, you bastards, you bastards. You're worried for Corona. None, none, none of you would have known that. Drinking Corona isn't exactly in the spirit of holiday though. Single the mile has an official drink, and it's not Corona and it's not tequila. It's called Agua Fresca, and it's non-alcoholic. Agua Fresca is the official drink of the holiday in Puebla where the battle was fought. It is a fruit drink made with strawberries, watermelons, or honeydews mixed with sugar, mint, and water. In keeping with the somber mood of a holiday that really is a, is a memorial for a lost war, it's kid-friendly. <laughs> if you insist on drinking tequila on Second Mile, there's a good chance that you're not downing a Mexican drink. Most U.S. tequilas are filled with halfway about... Are filled about halfway with red tequila. The rest is just watered down sugar and flavoring. And instead of taking shots of it with lime and salt, it is meant to be sipped. That's right. You're even getting drunk wrong. Fucking idiots. Imagine, imagine. One day, you have one fucking job on Cinco de Mayo when you go out. It's to get drunk and you're doing it wrong. You're supposed to sip real tequila. God, can Ameri Americans, bro, can we can we do something right? Can we? Oh, so look, not only are you drinking wrong, you're also eating wrong because you're not supposed to eat tacos. Tacos aren't a great way to show your celebration of Mexican culture either. For one thing, they aren't even fucking Mexican. Sure. Mexicans eat something they call tacos, but they're not exactly what you're picturing. Their tacos are served on a salsa chill, while the hard tacos, along with nachos, fajitas, burritos, chimichangas, and almost all the food we consider Mexican food, are U.S. inventions. There's an official distance single the mile, though. 
It's just the one you've never heard of. It's called Mole Poblano. And it doesn't look anything like the Mexican food you get north of the border. Mole Poblano is a black sauce made from chili peppers, spices, and chocolate, usually doused on top of a piece of turkey or chicken and sprinkled with seeds. That's the traditional Cinco de Mayo dish of Puebla, if you can find it anywhere outside Mexico. The rest of it is American as apple pie, or maybe about as American as Chinese food. Bro, this article is just a backhand bullshit. Like, they're just like the slight undertones of fucking like fucking Americans. That's yeah, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Hey, Moody. Uh huh. Tell me your thoughts. Uh huh. Okay. Everyone, that's insight from my cat, Moody, Alistair Moody. He agrees. He agrees. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Huh. So not only are, are we eating wrong, we're drinking wrong. We're just, it's, all, it's all wrong. It's all wrong. Hi, Moody. You want to be part of the podcast? Do you have anything to say to the people? Huh? Okay. Stay right there. All right. No, I need to die. All right. Uh, forget drinking and eating all together, though. Traditionally, single de Mayo isn't even supposed to be a party. Instead, it has it was to be a time for charity work. Before Corona turned single de Mayo into a booze-filled bender that it is today, the festival was a day for Mexican-Americans to reflect on and take pride in their heritage. It was a celebration of a war that saw Mexico and the U.S. united against a common enemy and was supposed to help them take pride in the duality of their nationality. That pride didn't come in the form of tequila and sombreros, but rather in political activism. For the first few decades of the festival, Cinco de Mayo was mostly just a day when Mexican-American advocacy groups held fundraisers and rallies to support their communities. So there you go. Now you know how to celebrate a real traditional Cinco de Mayo. So call up your friends, tell them to put down the tequila, and let them know that they're going to go celebrating with the wild night of Dorador fundraising next year. Yeah, we're going to do all that shit next year. All right? Let's let's, let's 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 give it a shot next year. Next year for Cinco de Mayo, we're gonna look for your for your, hey Moody Moody, please. Next year we're gonna do this together, okay? You and I together. We're gonna go door to door, and we're gonna we're gonna collect donations. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink. Some tequila and some Corona, but I'm gonna know what it really, what it's all about. I'll know, and so will you. Well, that's gonna be it for today's episode. Let's go ahead and recap what we learned here today. We learned that the Cinco de Mayo is not about the independence of Mexico. However, it is about the Battle of Puebla and the alliance between America and Mexico. Let's not forget that, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not remember why we are drinking the non-traditional Cinco de Mayo drinks and eating the non-traditional Cinco de Mayo food. And uh, let's just remember what we're out there drinking for. Hope you guys had a fun time on today's episode. If you want to reach me, if you want to follow me, I will one day post better on Instagram and Twitter at S-E-N-O-R double score, double score, underscore W-I-N-G. Again, S-E-N-O-R underscore W-I-N-G. 
and I hope you guys have a great day. Next week, we're going to get into a pretty well-researched topic, if you ask me. Hope you guys have a great day, or not. The choice is yours. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you.